Herb Weisbaum is with us. He is the consumer man. He joins us once a month to help you out with any of your consumer-related questions or concerns. If you want to spot a scammer or you have any questions about financial world or just consumer stuff in general, our phone lines are open. We would love to hear from you and help you out. 312-981-7200. That's the number. Call us now. Hello, Nick DeGilio here on 720 WGN. Live in the Skyline Studio, 18 stories above beautiful downtown Chicago, uh, here until 4 o'clock. We're going to talk about some, we got some very strange news stories that seem like they're in the onion, but they're actually real. We're going to talk about some unbelievable uh, weather records. Uh, we'll do you, Big Dummy, but the regular Friday, the other regular Friday features will not be happening. Tom is off um, tonight, and we'll play back some classic comedy from the Johnny Carson Show, Karnak the Magnificent. Right now, our good friend Herb Weisbaum is with us. He's the consumer man, and um, he's here uh, once a month to talk about consumer news, consumer issues, and, of course, to help you out. Phone lines are open. 312-981-7200 is the phone number. We would love to hear from you. Uh, and if you've got any concerns or questions consumer-related, 312-981-7200. And here's Herb. Hi, Herb. Hi, Nick. Hey, I want to uh, clarify something your last caller said, because she threw out a lot of numbers about when things stay on your credit reports. So I want to make sure everybody knows exactly what it is. Okay. If you don't pay off the credit card bill and the creditor reports it to uh, uh, to a debt collector, that will stay on your uh, credit report for about seven years. If you file bankruptcy, if you get bankruptcy protection, that will stay on your credit report for seven to ten years, depending on which type of bankruptcy you go for. And as we know, and we've spoken about many, many times in this program, having something like that on your credit report is going to totally destroy your credit scores, which we need for so many things in this day and age. Everything from renting an apartment to your insurance can be based on your credit score to trying to take out uh, some kind of loan, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So that's why it's something you really don't want to do because it's going to harm you. It'll get better over time, but it's really going to harm you for many, many years down the road. Yeah. Well, you know, Herb, I've, I've shared this with you and the listeners. I went through uh, uh, some serious uh, uh, debt issues. Um, and, uh, it, it, you know, when that seven year thing was up, uh, you know, and, and getting out of getting out of debt, I, I, I got I have to say, uh, you know, it's like getting a weight off your shoulders. You know what I mean? It, it, it really is. And because um, it was weighing heavy, heavily on me. And I'm telling you, when you when you have when you get completely out of debt, the feeling is unbelievable. Uh, but it does take time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's talk so about. Goal, yeah. Hopefully, I get there. I mean, the goal is to try to do things as we've talked about before to not get there. It's because there are things you could do in most cases. I mean, even making a minimum payment means you didn't make pay the payment late, as opposed to not paying anything at all. You right. know, it's, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of things that we've talked about before that you can do, but the goal is to try to keep you uh, from getting in that situation. Yeah, I was a lunkhead. That's all there is to it. I was I, I was a lunkhead, and I've learned my lesson. And uh, you know, and I'm not going to get into that kind of debt ever again. For, for and and just skipping around a bit, but the other story we were going to talk about tonight, which follows exactly from what you're saying, it's, it was titled "Drowning in Dead Here Are Your Options: Good and Bad." Yeah, and you know I've recommended before, we've talked about this, and one my top suggestion from all the financial experts I talk to is contacting a nonprofit credit counseling agency. You're going to talk to a trained counselor who's going to look at your overall finances and suggest 
And here's the key, the most affordable pathway to repayment. And they're going to look at your situation and give you your options. It may be a do-it-yourself plan that you do it yourself by cutting back on spending or that kind of thing. Talking to your uh, your lenders about cutting interest rates or forbearance or something like that. It might be signing up for their debt management program, uh, which in many cases is very low cost or no cost, depending on your financial situation. And I've seen people, I've literally talked to people who've had $80,000 worth of debt and in four years through the program, they were able to pay it off and were about to get a mortgage on a house yeah. because these, uh, these nonprofit debt counselors can lower your interest rates, it can lower your payments, et cetera. And then if you really need to file for bankruptcy, they'll tell you, you know, we don't see many other options. It's time to talk to a lawyer about filing for bankruptcy. But they're free. They work with you. It's not a cookie cutter thing. It's one-on-one. And I can't advise that strongly enough. And every, I mean, I talked to a whole bunch of financial experts for this story and every single one said that's your first stop. Right. Okay. Uh, 312-981-7200. Here's Trucker Rich. Rich, go ahead. Hey, good evening, Nick. Yeah, I got a question for, uh, Herb. Uh, I've been getting a lot of text messages from the president's family asking for help and to support their father or father-in-law, or do I believe the father or father-in-law is being treated unfairly? How do they get my number? I never, ever click on anything political on my phone. And I don't have my phone number listed on my Facebook page or anything like that, you know. There's one of just two a ways. random thing. Yeah, there's one of two ways that people get the, those kind of things, just like uh, people who say, I never get out my email, but they get spam or whatever, is that they're either buying mailing lists and you are probably somewhere on somebody's mailing list. It's somewhere you had to give out your, your cell phone number, even if it's just your cell phone carrier uh, that might be selling it or something, uh, or it's just a random dialer. That's what they use now. They just use random dialers uh, to uh, to just dial, you know, next number, next number, next number, and then you're going to get hit sooner or later or, sp- or spam the next number. So, yeah, that's the one of two ways. You're either buying mailing lists, and, you know, the data collection on us today, it's amazing. Even if you don't think you shared your number or it's out there somewhere, somebody's going to get it, or they just do the random situation. Yeah. Is there any way to block that? Or I mean, I don't want any political stuff coming to me through text messages or, you know. Right. I mean, Some of the different... Like- have different programs for blocking things, and I'm not completely up to speed on all the ones, but I would call my cell carrier, talk to customer service, and say, here's the deal, I'm getting this. Do you have any way that I could possibly block this for free to start with? And then if not, is it, you know, if you don't, do you have a paid kind of blocking program, and how much does that cost me kind of thing? So, um, you know, that's that's how I would go. Start with you. They've they've really in the last six months tried to initiate um, because people are just so fed up with all this stuff. Yeah. Initiate ways for the block stuff. So check with them first. That would be my first stop. All right. All right. Okay, Rich. Right. Thank you, sir. Thanks, buddy. You guys have a good, good right. upcoming weekend. All right. 312-981-7200 is the phone number if you would like to join us. Uh, if you have a consumer-related issue or a question or a concern, uh, phone lines are open and Herb is here to help. 312-981-7200. Okay, uh, since you brought it up, dealing with debt collectors, uh, you wrote a piece about it. Uh, you got to know the rules, you got to know your rights, and you got to ha- know how to spot a scammer. Let's talk about that. Sure. And as I think you'll uh, agree with me, a debt collector is never going to win a popularity contest, but they do have a role, a legitimate role to play in our society if they follow the rules and they're doing a, le- a legitimate job. Uh, the problem is that uh, despite the good guys, there's a whole lot of bad guys out there that don't follow the rules, that are con artists, that are planning to do nothing but rip you off, may even be calling you out of the blue, telling you you owe a debt that you don't owe, uh, just to, to see if they can bully you or pressure you uh, into doing something. And uh, I guess the key thing is that you never want to do anything 
right away. If you get a call out of the blue or a letter out of the blue that says that you owe a debt, you have uh, every right, right by law and by being a smart consumer, to ask the, the person contacting you, prove, me, prove to me that I owe the debt. Now, it may come with documentation if you get it in, in writing. Most days, these days today, the, uh, the initiation starts with a telephone call out of the blue. And I would say very nicely and politely, hi, I don't know who you are. I don't know what you're talking about, the debt. Uh, unless you absolutely know that you owe the debt and want to deal with this person, uh, could you please send me some information so I can realize whether this is mine or not? It's called a validation notice, uh-huh. and they're required to see you by law if you ask for it. And uh, I believe it's within five days. And and what that will do is that will tell you things that by law they are prescribed uh, to tell you. Uh, they must show you the amount of the debt. They must tell you the name of the original creditor, so who you started with, and that creditor may have sold it to you know John's collection service, but sure. it was ABC Plumbing or something like that. Right. The amount you owe, including the late fee and charges, and most importantly, how to dispute the debt. And you don't want to. And here's the advice from the uh, one of the lawyers at the Federal Trade Commission I spoke to in putting the story together. He said people should not pay anything unless they get this basic information about the debt and how to dispute it if they think they don't owe it. And legitimate debt collectors will be more than happy to give you this information. They're playing by the rules. They know what what you want to do. They're more than happy to follow up call to talk to you later. Scammers will generally try to rush you to try to hustle you. The cops are going to come and get you if you don't settle this right away. Yeah, it's not a crime to owe money. The cops are not going to come and get you. You're not going to be arrested. Immigration is not going to come and get you if you haven't paid a debt. If they're cursing at you, screaming at you, yelling at you, that is the sign of a scammer. Hang up the phone because all they're going to try to do is to get you to pay something that you may not owe. It's a scam called phantom debt, Nick, and they try to get people to pay debt through intimidation tactics that they don't even owe. So that's the key. Is you have to make sure you owe it, and then this person was really assigned to collect it, and you do that by telling them to send you that validation notice. All right, that's uh, that's good advice. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, these scammers are everywhere, you know, um, and people get and you know, we've we've discussed this before. Um, uh, and I was just talking from personal experience; it's a very stressful situation to owe money. And if you're getting a phone call about uh, you know some debt that you owe, you get you can get nervous. People people legitimately get really scared. Yep, and they know how to push all the buttons. They, most people will do something silly when they're afraid, and they know that to make you afraid. And, I mean, I've spoken to victims over the years, and I've talked to people who have paid thousands and thousands of dollars to a con artist, money they know they didn't know, and I would say, why did you do that? And they would say, because I just wanted to get them off the phone. Hang it up. Yeah. Hang it up. That's how you get them off the phone. You don't have to pay them to make them go away. And the really big red flag that I want to leave everyone with is legitimate debt collectors will accept payment by check, credit card or debit card scammers want you to pay right away it's like absolutely now and they want a wire transfer they want a prepaid debit card or they want gift cards because these transactions are all untraceable and they're instantaneous and in most cases irreversible so you do not want to pay by wire transfer prepaid debit card or gift cards a legitimate debt collector will let you pay by the standard means check credit card or debit card and never pay, no matter what the caller does, if they threaten you. If they're threatening you, they're breaking the law, you hang up the phone and get off the line right then and there. Yeah. Well, this article, by the way, is very thorough, um, and you cover all the all the bases on this. And I think people should uh, go to checkbook.org and, or consumerman.com uh, and uh, check out this article. It's called Dealing with Debt Collectors, Know the Rules, Your Rights, and How to Spot a Scammer. Um, and again, uh, you, if you subscribe to the newsletter, you'll get that too. Uh, Herb, hang on. 
You got it, Nick. All right, Herb Weisbaum, uh, consumer reporter for uh, Checkbook.org as well as ConsumerMan.com, is here to help you, and we'll have more consumer news and more of your calls at 312-981-7200. Let's hit the news. Standing alone without a dream in my heart, without love of my own. All right. Nick DeGilio here on 720 WGN. We're live in the Skyline Studio, downtown Chicago, here until 4 o'clock. Um, uh, the regular Friday features, except for you, Big Dummy, are not going to happen uh, this morning. Tom is off. And uh, we'll get we'll get all the Friday features back next week. But I will be doing we will be doing you big dummy. So I will read those uh, stories about dumb people doing really dumb stuff, and they're real stories. And then we'll vote on who's the biggest dummy in the dummy of the week. So three one two nine eight one seven two hundred is the phone number if you would like to join us. And uh, Herb Weisbaum is my guest. He joins me once a month. He's the Consumer Man, ConsumerMan dot com. We're talking about the latest consumer news and also helping you out if uh, you're having some challenges or you got some concerns or you have questions that are, you know, uh, consumer related or money related or scam related. Three one two nine eight one seven two hundred. Hi, Herb. Hello, Nick. All right, we have another call here from Steve on WGN. Go ahead, Steve. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, okay. Hey, Herb, my question is regarding discharging of credit card debt. Does How long does that last on your credit? The credit card debt, if, if you haven't paid your bill and it goes to collection, that stays on your uh, credit report for seven years. Okay. One other thing. I got a phone call yesterday from Microsoft saying that someone was trying to tamper into my social security number on the phone. Is that something to be concerned about? You mean you got a call from a scammer pretending to be Microsoft telling you someone was screwing around your social okay. security number? Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a scammer, Steve. Thank you. All right. Take Have care. Well, actually, yep, you got to be careful. With you the, yeah. Story, guys, uh, when I was, when I was uh, a while back, when I, I started out, I was with uh, MSNBC.com. That's not the cable channel. That's the website, the news channel. Yeah. The news website. And uh, the phone rings, and it's a, and that was owned by Microsoft, obviously, Microsoft and NBC. And the phone rings, and the guy says, hi, I'm with Microsoft uh, Security Services, and we rec- there's a problem with your computer, and it's loaded with viruses, and, you know, we need to get in that. Could you please let me do that? And I said to him, you know, um, I work for Microsoft, and they're eight miles down the street from me, and, you know, if you call customer service, you can't even get through. There's no way in the world that you are from customer service calling me. You're a con artist. Go to hell, and may you rot in hell. Have a good day. <laughs> <laughs> what, what trying to do is either get money from you or they're trying to get access to your computer. Well, let me just, uh, you know, share your screen with me, and then, of course, they can do all kinds of stuff. They can steal what's on your machine. They can load malware on it. They can do all kinds of stuff and or steal your money, just to add insult to injury. Um, that scam has been going around for years. It hasn't stopped. There are new twists now. This is happening. Someone has stolen that. The, you know, the, the, all that stuff is, you know, think three times before you do anything. Um, the, uh, the, you know, I, if I may segue to one of the stories we're going to talk about tonight, and that's why it so upset me because of just what this caller said, is the fact that um, the Census Bureau was emailing people and asking them to click a link. 
Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I saw that news release go out, and I said, you've got to be kidding me. So for, for the listeners, what's going on is, you know, the census is wrapping up September the 30th. There's about 20% of the American public that hasn't filled out their forms yet. It's very important. It helps congressional representation and the money you get in your town and all that kind of stuff. It's very, very critically important. And so they want to they wanna get people to fill it out. And with COVID, it's kind of hard to get people to knock on the door or people want to answer the door or whatever. So they decided to send out an email blast to something like 20 million Americans saying, hi, it's the Census Bureau, and, uh, you know, we really need you to fill out your form, and, uh, you know, please do this. And then it says here, um, your community's future will be shaped by your census response. The time is now. Don't risk losing these critical benefits, and don't wait to be counted. Respond today at 2020census.gov, and then respond today. Click here. And they say it's a safe, convenient way to do this. Well, I, I just said that's what scammers do. I mean, they pretend to be yeah. a government agency, and, the, and you know the two rules we've always given out are the government never emails you for first contact, and never click on a link in an email that comes in out of the blue. So I sent this to about five of my friends who are the top security people, digital security people in the country. One of them's like world renowned from the World Privacy Forum, the head of that. And I mean, they almost fell off their chairs. It's like, are you kidding me? You know, the government is, this is what we tell people not to do. They're violating the prime directives of the scams. And they, they said, we're sure that scammers will take advantage of this. And before the September deadline is about, they're going to try to, you know, send this out or do something. And, um, you know, I got a great quote here from uh, Adam Levin. Adam's uh, the author of the book, Swiped. He's a, a very well-known digital security expert, and his quote is, while the 2020 census is crucial to the proper functioning of our democracy, so is common sense cyber hygiene. Asking people to click on a link to get a form that they then have to fill out with personal information is at best reckless, and in the worst-case scenario could expose people to identity theft as well as spyware, ransomware, and other malicious software. So, yeah, it's just that, that one just blew me away. And I did contact... Being the reporter I am, I did contact the Census Bureau to get their side of the story. And uh, basically, the Census Bureau told me that uh, that they care a lot about uh, people's uh, safety and security. It's really important to us, the utmost importance to the Census Bureau. And uh, they say they've taken numerous measures to inform the public that if they receive an email from the U.S. Census Bureau, how they can tell if it's legitimate. You're supposed to look at the URL, the web address it came from. Uh, we've also taken every step to inform the public that the Census Bureau does not answer personal information, like your full Social Security number, your bank account, or credit card numbers, and money or donations. Well, the problem is, as one of these cyber experts pointed out to me, even cyber people, even experts in digital security, find it really hard to tell a fake email from a legitimate email. I mean, it's really hard. There's all these tricks that you're in a rush, and that's why there's the rule. You don't click on a link in an unexpected email, and the federal government is never going to send you an email out of the blue. Your Social Security is at risk. Your Medicare is going to stop. Your card is whatever. So this thing violated those two cardinal rules, and as you probably can tell, it just concerned me yeah, a little bit. I can understand why. What would, and and uh, so the Census Bureau, they're still are they still doing this? Yeah, it's a wave that started a couple of weeks ago and was supposed to go till the end of September, but they were going to send them out to 20 million people. And, of course, they're trying to tell people to inform them how to, how to know that it's a scam or not. That's on a news release. People aren't reading the news release. They're getting the email that says, click here. Yeah. You know? And uh, I, I just found that very problematic and very troubling, and I sure hope this does not become a precedent, because when we get to the day where the government is trying to contact you by email and the scammers are going to con try to contact you by email, it is going to be quite a mess. Yeah. It is a very, very nice to have a simple and clear rule we can explain to everybody not to do this kind of thing. It's you know, already... And if you click, 
of two things could happen. They could load malicious software into your computer, or they could take you to an absolute copycat website of what the Social Security uh, agency is asking, excuse me, the um, Census Bureau is asking, and maybe just slip one question in that you're going through real rapidly, you know, Social Security number or something like that. Um, and they could get that kind of information, uh, or you need to identify yourself by giving us your credit card number. I mean, people in a rush don't really think it through sometimes, and yeah. that's how these bad guys can set up these bogus sites and collect that kind of information. So yeah. I just think very, very bad practice on part of the federal government. Yeah, I, I, I agree, because, I mean, it's, it's difficult enough to get these guys anyway. You know what I mean, and yeah. and and to make it even more complicated, and to and to you know blur the blur the line a little bit more is is really not good. Yeah, I mean, you just have to spend. I know email is basically free, but you have to do what you always did and spend the money on public service announcements or do news, you know, talk to news reporters and get the word out. Hey, yeah. you know, your town is, and they know. I mean, they have a specific list of the places that are under the communities that are under reporting. Go out and do news stories. Talk to reporters. Run public service announcements. Hey, your community's not responding. You're going to lose the federal money and maybe representation in Congress. Let's you know respond. That to me is the right way to do it. Okay, all right. Uh, so um, Craig couldn't hang on, but he wants to know what you think of LifeLock. LifeLock. I did one of the original stories on LifeLock when the guy who started it, and I, I will say this, uh, the idiot uh, who was going around giving his social security number out. Do you remember that guy? Yeah. He would write his social security number and he did it in Times Square yeah. or something. Yep. Didn't bother to tell people that he had been a victim of identity theft by doing that a couple of times. Um, so that was very problematic. And uh, they've been bought out several times and now part of the Norton security family, I believe. So they've really you know cleaned up their act. When I'm asked this question when I make speeches, I always answer the same thing. My problem with all of these services that promise to guard your identity like that is that they promise more or imply more than they can really deliver. No one can prevent you from being a victim of identity theft. They can catch the, the cow when it's out of the barn and alert you that you've been a victim of identity theft, but they cannot stop you from being a victim of identity theft. Does that make sense what, yeah, I'm, what I'm saying there? Yes. And and so, but uh, but sometimes the commercials, you know, and then they always advertise the million dollar, you know, umbrella policy or whatever. The fact of the matter is, and most people don't realize this, identity theft is normally a hassle factor. You are spending weeks or months on the phone contacting creditors. I didn't run up the debt. That's not me. That's a bogus driver's license number. You know, whatever it is, somebody commits a crime and they use your name and you've got to hire a lawyer. You know, well, that, that would be the one case, I guess, where there's money involved. But most of it, that's the rare case. Most of it's all this hassle factor. They stole your checkbook. You got to cancel the checks, but you had automatic deposit in your accounts. So you got to contact all those people. In most cases, there's not money involved. They're never going to pay out that million dollars. It's time out of your life. It's hassle. It's nerve wracking. It's when is the next the phone call going to come from a debt collector for a debt I don't know. Right. It's not that they have to pay you money for that. So it sounds really impressive, but it's not something you're going to use. And finally, um, you know, the, the most important, I mean, if you have the 19 or the $29 and it gives you peace of mind, more power to you. But if you monitor your credit report and, you know, right now because of COVID, you can get your credit report from the three bureaus, Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion for free, free every week. Once a week from now until at least April, you can check your credit report and see if there's anything wrong. If you get your free credit score, either from your bank or credit union or credit card company, or decide you want to sign up for one of these free services, be careful who you sign up with because you've got to give them your Social Security number to pull your credit score. Use somebody reputable like uh, NerdWallet is a real good one you might want to consider using. Um, if you monitor your credit score and everything's going along fine, okay, and all of a sudden, if you know, you're cruising along at 720, you haven't done anything in your life to change anything, and all of a sudden at 650, 
that's a good indication that something happened to your credit file. Maybe somebody uh, decided yeah. to take a credit card in your name, and you better check it out. The last tip and the only thing you can do, Nick, proactively to prevent an identity theft, the one form of identity theft, financial identity theft, is you should be freezing your credit files at all three of those credit bureaus, Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion. You go to the site and you say, I want to freeze my account. It's free. Don't buy one of their services. They're going to try to upsell you and sell you one of the services. It is absolutely free. Uh, you can freeze and then uh, you can unthaw it or, un, uh, or you know unfreeze it in minutes usually if you need to do something. So you don't have to worry about oh I want to go buy a car I want to go do this somebody's got to do a credit check on me. You just uh, you can unfreeze it by going on online or use your mobile device usually in 30 minutes or less and you can even say unfreeze it for three days unfreeze it for a day whatever so they can do a credit check on you and then it locks itself back up again. So that's really good. And the other thing is um, do it for your kids. Child identity theft is a huge crime in this country because you have the kids' blank slate, so to speak. They don't have a credit file. Right. So you can play around with it and do anything you want to do till they get about 18 years old and they want to start you know, taking out credit cards and that kind of stuff. So uh, lock up your kids' file as well. You can now do that. You can freeze your kids' Everybody in the family should have their uh, files uh, frozen. I did it, um, and I actually accidentally once did something at a bank, and my my account was frozen. I forgot about it. My wife was trying to put me on the uh, checking account to be a co-signer, and they said, I'm sorry, you can't do that. Uh, the, the account is frozen. I want. I know it was inconvenient, but I want. Yes, if that had been a criminal, they couldn't have gotten right. my bank account. Right. I mean, that's exactly what I wanted it to do. And right. when I bought a car recently, I said to the dealer, "Which bureau? Which of the three bureaus do you do the credit check with?" And they said, "Whichever one it was." And said, "Okay, I'm going to unfreeze that one. I didn't have to unfreeze the other two. Give me a th- give me thirty minutes. I did the thirty minutes. They did the credit check. It froze itself back up the next day. Right. And everything was." That's the only thing that can keep the cow from getting out of the barn, and it's free. Okay. All right. Her, hang on. We got to, we got a break here. Uh, Her wife's bomb is with us. All right, Nick DeGilio here on 720 WGN. Um, coming up on the show, we've got some very weird news uh, stories. Uh, we're just going to go through some 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 crazy news stories, um, and uh, they're 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 just really really strange stuff. And we're going to talk about that. Also, um, Taco Bell is getting rid of the Mexican pizza, and and people are not happy about it at all. <laughs> Uh, and also a uh, classic comedy from Johnny Carson. You can watch the Johnny Carson show every night on Antenna TV. We'll play back a little classic. Karnak the Magnificent. Uh, the regular Friday features, except for you, Big Dummy, are not happening this week because uh, Tom is off, and the news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Herb Weissbaum is my guest, and um, he uh, he is the Consumer Man. You can check out ConsumerMan.com, um, and uh, he joins us once a month to... Uh, Talk about the consumer issues and news, and to answer your questions and help you out. 312-981-7200. Hello, Herb. Hey, Nick. So uh, Tom is off, and Brendan's in there mixing up the music library tonight, huh? Yeah. Well, I we... heard a little Beaties. I heard a little Clapton. I heard a little uh, yeah. Burton Cup. Guess who? I mean, wow. Yeah, well, that's that's the stuff that Tom plays, too. We have kind of a a, a, a round robin of, of songs that we that we choose from every week. 
or every night. Because I used to get money, 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 money. Yeah. <laughs> so that's nice. I was a former disc jockey. It's nice to mix up the music a little bit. Yeah. Um, somebody wanted to know if you have a, a a public contact line or an email. Yes, Herb at ConsumerMan.com. Herb at ConsumerMan.com. You can get a hold of you there. Which someone has procured on the Internet, and now I get 16 notices every single day that DHL has a package for me, and please just click this link or download this app to get all the information you need. Uh-huh. I may have to change the email pretty soon. Yeah. All right. Herb at ConsumerMan.com, and you can also subscribe to the newsletter. Just go to ConsumerMan.com. It's all there. All right. We've been talking about debt. And uh, mm-hmm. you wrote a nice long piece about uh, called Drowning in Debt. Here are your options, good and bad. And we've been talking about this a little bit uh, already. But what else? What other things did you want to jump into here? Well, we talked about the first thing, which was, the, you know, try to work with a nonprofit credit counselor to see where you stand. Some of the other options that people face and they, uh, that they ask me about all the time is uh, with these companies that claim to help you get rid of your debt, these debt settlement companies. Yeah. And that's. That's a really contentious area and a really problematic area. So for the people, you've probably heard the commercials on TV, but, you know, we'll settle your debt uh, for just pennies on the dollar and, yeah. you know, be debt-free in just 24 to 48 months. Only pay a fraction of what you owe. Those are some quotes from the ads. And it sounds mighty appealing when you're drowning in debt. The way this approach works, did you ever try this when you were in debt? Uh, I, I did go to a, cons- uh, a consolidation place, and it, it was not good. Yeah, and debt settlements can sometimes do consolidation, but not necessarily. They're, they're two different ways. Some debt settlements do and some don't. But debt, the debt settlement approach is is that they tell you that instead of making payments to the credit card company, you are going to make payments to them. They're going to open up a special bank account with you and, and for you, and you're going to put the money in there for the debt settlement company. And then we are going to negotiate with your creditors and say to them, basically, look, the person's not going to pay. They're paying us. You're owed this money. If you work with us and lower the amount they owe, you're going to get something. And if you don't uh, work with us, you're going to get absolutely nothing. And one of the financial advisors I spoke to described it as a game of financial chicken, which is exactly what it is. It can take years. There is absolutely no guarantee of success. And, of course, during that time, the clock is ticking on the interest and the penalty fees, so you're running yourself deeper and deeper in debt. Your credit score is absolutely destroyed because all that's on your credit file that you're not paying your bills. So you're getting further behind in your payment. Your credit history is getting absolutely worse. Many of these creditors have now decided because this is such a big industry, they won't even negotiate with one of these debt settlement companies. They will negotiate maybe with you if you just called them up and said, hi, I'm drowning in debt. Can we work something out, maybe lower my interest rate for a while? Whatever. They may work with you, yeah. but they're not going to work with, the, uh, with these debt settlement companies. And then if they happen to settle and, and, and you accept the offer for what they worked out, you are charged a fee, which is typically 18 to 25% of the settlement that they worked out for you. So uh, it's a very long, drawn-out process, no guarantee of success. It can be very, very costly, and it's absolutely going to kill your credit score. So that's just something uh, to be aware of. And something that, and there are a lot of scammers in this area who, uh, who really can't do anything, and what they try to do is to get you to pay up front, and then they're going to solve your problems. So because of that, federal regulations were put in place years ago that, ba- that say very clearly Debt settlement companies cannot charge advance fees. You only pay if a debt settlement company negotiates a deal, you accept it, and the deal is worked out. So anyone asking you for money up front, pay us now, give us fees, whatever they want in order to sell your debt. Nope, wrong. You do not want to deal with them. That is prohibited by law. And now how, you know, 
how do you feel about uh, filing for bankruptcy? Bankruptcy is a provision that's in the law for people who need it. I mean, companies file for bankruptcy all the time. Yeah. Our president filed for bankruptcy on many occasions. Uh, if if there's no other alternative and you have to, you know, you need a clean slate. That's what it's there for. You know, the Bible talks of it, wipes the slate clean uh, after so many years. Um, if you can pay, you know, if you can pay some of it back and you feel that that's important, there's one form of bankruptcy. If you can't pay anything back, there's the other form of bankruptcy. I don't think it should be taken willy-nilly. I think for a while, a lot of lawyers were trying to make money convincing people to do it when they didn't have to. Yeah. Um, but it's a situation where there's there's no other exit strategy for you. Um, basically, that it's it's in the law. It's legal, if it, you know, kind of thing, and that's what it's there for. It will kill your credit score for a while. But again, if you're in that situation, I don't think you're really worried about your credit score. But as one financial person told me, if you file bankruptcy, you sort of hit the worst scenario that can happen in your life. And basically, you're going to bounce back from there. So after a little while, even though it stays on your credit report for for seven or 10 years, a lot of creditors are going, okay, they can't do that again, because it's only so often you can file for bankruptcy. So we can't, we don't have to worry about them doing that again. Right. So maybe we'll give them a shot on a low credit limit credit card or something like that. I've, I've, people have gotten mortgages after they filed for bankruptcy after a certain amount of time. So um, it, it doesn't destroy you for the rest of your life. Okay, there you go. All right, Herb, uh, always a pleasure. And again, people can uh, can uh, subscribe to your newsletter. It's free, and all the information is at consumerman.com. Uh, and uh, uh, we'll talk to you next month, Herb. Thanks again, and uh, we'll see you soon. Thanks, Nick. You be well, okay? Okay, buddy. Take care. Herb Weissbaum, the consumer man. Uh, very helpful guy. Get his newsletter. Uh, you'll learn a lot from it and get some great advice. Uh, he's great at helping people out, and he covers the consumer uh, world uh, just perfectly. Uh, consumerman.com is the website, and Herb Weissbaum is the man. We've got some uh, bizarre news stories that are actually real. Very real. So we're just going to talk about some crazy news stories, and uh, we've got uh, uh, some unbelievable uh, weird weather um, records that we're going to talk about as well. And that's all coming up right here on 720 WGN. Uh, but right now, let's hit the news. All right. We got some very weird news stories uh, that we're going to go through and talk a little bit about that. And uh, we're going to talk, we got some food stuff that we're going to get to a story about Coca Cola and a story about Taco Bell. That's all coming up. 312 981 7200 is the phone number if you would like to join us. Uh, so the Nick DeGilio show continues. Nick DeGilio here on 720 WGN. We're live in the Skyline Studio, 18 stories above beautiful downtown Chicago. We're here till 4 o'clock. At 4 o'clock, we head over to Bradley Place, the TV side of WGN, and get some early morning news from that great group. And then the one, the only, Bob Surratt at 5 o'clock with your morning drive. 312-981-7200 is the phone number. Uh, Love to have you call in. We just got some very strange... Uh, news articles that you might think are from the onion but these are real and you know uh every wednesday um we play know your onion 
at 3.30. Uh, and that's where Tom is your host, and he reads off some news headlines, and you have to figure out whether they're real or they're from The Onion. Uh, and if you get the majority of them correct, you win uh, some prizes. And we do that every Wednesday. Um, but these are actual articles. These are real, and they're news, and they're weird. Uh, also, we love Johnny Carson. I love Johnny Carson. I love Johnny Carson. Uh, Johnny Carson, uh, you can watch the Johnny Carson show every night on Antenna TV, and it's awesome. So we like to play some Carson comedy classics here, uh, some stand-up or a sketch or an interview. My favorite, Karnak the Magnificent. We're going to play some Karnak, and it's from 1988. We're going to go back to 1988 and play some classic Karnak the Magnificent. I love Karnak. It's, a, it's so hilarious when he does it. I love it. Uh, the regular Friday features, except for you, Big Dummy. We will be doing you, Big Dummy. But the other regular Friday features are not going to be happening this morning because Tom is off. And I want to thank uh, Brendan for filling in. Um, we're going to talk about some unbelievable weather records, too. So these are all uh, real news stories. Um, so, Brendan, you were looking around at, You were looking around online and found some of these uh, goofy stories. Yeah, so we had this thing in college where we did, like, a Not the Onion thing. Yeah. And I really enjoyed it because a lot of the stories sound like they're absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. But they're true. Yeah. Uh, so I've got I've got one of the clips for one of them that I wanted to play because it's really really funny. Yeah, and gives some depth. But yeah, I I was scrolling the internet one day and found this. Uh, it's like a subreddit, and I ended up reading through them all, and it's got the article links and everything. So yeah. it's real real good. Yeah. So these we there's a lot of weird news stories out there because the world is weird. Now here's the first one, and I've I've seen the <laughs> I've seen the footage of this. Uh, a man wants boneless chicken wings to be renamed. Uh, this is out of Toronto. Uh, a Nebraska man has made an impassioned plea to his city council for the public and restaurants to stop using the phrase boneless chicken wings and rename the popular finger food. Lincoln, Nebraska resident Ander Christensen brought his concerns to a city council meeting on Sunday asking the city to do away with the term from our menus and from our hearts in place of something more accurate. Um. So we have audio of this guy. So this I, guy, by I, the yeah. way, by the way, if you, if you want to picture this guy, he's got long hair. He's got a beard, uh, and the and it's sparsely populated behind him. It's not the most well attended city council meeting in the back. But there's a woman in the behind him who's sitting in the back, and you can hear people chuckling. Oh yeah, and he he. I, that's one of the the parts of the clips is like someone starts laughing, and he goes, "Excuse me, excuse me, yeah. I'm talking." And I think, well, I mean, obviously, great way to commend respect to the floor. Well, like, the other thing is, like at the very end of his at the very end of his uh, his plea, there's one guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's <laughs> he's going nuts in the background. Just one guy. Yeah. All right. So I this got, is this is real. He's, yeah. Uh, this got, is this guy is uh, from Lincoln, Nebraska. His name is Ander Christensen. He actually did go to the city council. With a plea to get rid of boneless chicken wings and the, the term boneless chicken wings. I'm gonna, I got that clip. Lincoln has the opportunity to be a social leader in this country. We have been casually ignoring a problem that has gotten so out of control that our children are casu- throwing around names and words without even understanding their true meaning and treating things as, as though they're normal. I go into nice family restaurants and I see people throwing this name around and pretending as though everything is just fine. I'm talking about boneless chicken wings. That just super serious intro. Yeah. And uh, the second one I saved is a little bit shorter. Uh, I want to show that to you real quick. Number two, boneless chicken wings are just chicken tenders, which are already boneless. I don't go to order boneless tacos. I don't go and order boneless club sandwiches. I don't ask for boneless auto repair. 
<laughs> Another last one, super funny. I just, I loved this. I loved this so much because this guy was very passionate about it. So here's the last clip. I propose that we rename boneless wings in the city of Lincoln. We can call them buffalo style chicken tenders. We can call them wet tenders. We can call them saucy nugs or trash. Saucy nugs or trash was the saucy part that nugs. made me lose my mind. Um, so this is a real this is a real guy. When he finished, uh, there was one guy just like furiously clapping. Um, it's it's like wings. the first thing you type uh, when you type into Google or whatever your search engine. If you type in uh, like man chicken tender rename or chicken wing rename, it's the first thing that well, pops yeah. up. Yeah, I mean, so if anyone wants to find that. Um, he says that, uh, yeah, we mentioned already that he, Buffalo-style chicken tenders are saucy nugs. Recorded on the city council's live stream, Christensen begins his appeal during the public comments portion of the meeting with a proposal for Lincoln Council's council members to take the lead in this chicken dilemma. Um, despite some laughs from the audience, Christensen implores them to take him seriously. He goes on to say that families, that families dining... Um, that uh, families dining in the city are throwing around phrases of the phrase uh, boneless chicken wings and pretending that everything is is just fine. However, Christensen is not okay with this. Um, he explains that boneless chicken wings don't actually come from the wing of a chicken, adding that the finger food is not even remotely similar to bone-in chicken wings. We would be disgusted if a butcher was mislabeling his cuts of meat, but then we go around pretending that the breast of a chicken is its wing. He said. Uh, he added that boneless chicken wings are just chicken tenders, which are already boneless. Uh, following the widespread attention, his plea got online. Christensen's father, who is a member of Lincoln City Council, oh well, that explains it. Yeah, uh, said in an interview that the chicken wing dilemma has officially been taken under adv- <laughs> under advisement. Isn't that amazing? Well, well, his dad. It's his dad. Uh, while Christensen is not a fan of the finger food. Uh, he said he does not want to be rid of boneless chicken wings, only rename them. He suggested wet tenders are just trash as possible more accurate alternatives. Um, I mean, if it's can, under consideration, he had to convince more than just his dad, I guess. Yeah, he well, has to really push this issue. But here's the thing, though. What 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 the hell does he care if, if, if the article here says that he's not a fan of the finger food? What's the, mean, what's the problem? Maybe he's You're just not bored in quarantine him. and trying to change something, uh, trying to get a little accolade for something. Uh, we can take these steps and show the country that's where we stand and that we understand that we've lived this lie for too long and we know it because we can feel it in our bones, he concluded. <sighs> okay, that's weird news story number one. Uh, what, what do you think of this story? 312-981-7200. Boneless chicken wings. Should we get rid of it? Oh, man. Saucy Nugs. I kind of like Saucy Nugs. I'm leaning towards Saucy Nugs. Yeah, I like Saucy Nugs, too. Big fan of that one. All right. 312-981-7200 is the phone number. Uh, What do you guys think? We got more weird news stories. These are all real, but they're all weird. Weird news stories. Let's discuss some of them. And uh, how do you feel about this guy with the boneless chicken wings? (laughs) 312-981-7200. All right. uh, We'll come back. I'm going to take your phone calls, too. If you uh, feel passionate about uh, not calling them boneless chicken wings or saucy nugs. Saucy nugs, that was my radio name in college. Yeah! Uh, 312-981-7200 is the phone number. 
Rick DiGilio here on 720 WGN. Hello, we are live in the Skyline Studio, 18 stories above beautiful downtown Chicago. And uh, we're here until uh, 4 o'clock. Uh, in just a few minutes after the 2.30 news, we're going to play some classic Johnny Carson comedy. You can watch the Johnny Carson show every night on Antenna TV. And we're playing back my favorite, Karnak the Magnificent. This visit from Karnak is from 1988. Uh, the regular Friday features, we're going to do You Big Dummy, but the other ones we're not doing because Tom is off. Um, and so we're going to talk about some unbelievable weather records. Right now, we're just going through some weird news stories. Sometimes the news gets weird, and uh, we've got some very weird news stories, uh, and we want to get your thoughts on them. We'll discuss them. Uh, the first one that we did was this guy actually made a plea in Nebraska to uh, get rid of the term boneless chicken wings and actually brought it to the city council. Uh, here is Susan on WGN. Hi, Susan. Hi, hi. Yeah, I listened to the story, and you know what? I happen to agree with the guy. I thought thought the guy thought it through. He deserves, you know, being listened to, and I think the city council should take him up on his proposal. Wow. All right. Yeah, no kidding. Because when you think about it, there, you know, chicken wings are are if he's really talking about chicken tenders, there are no bones in chicken tenders. Right. That's his contention. Yeah. Yeah, so why, why the heck would they call them that? I think buffalo wings have to do with the the chicken wings. But if he's really talking about something that they're serving that doesn't have bones in it, why not do it? You know, it's kind of like during this time of this COVID deal, he had nothing better to do but to think this through. And, and he, you know, did propose it in a real kind of calm and, you know, professional manner. I think they should honor it. And I think it would put Lincoln on the map for a little while, you know? Okay. Um, I think that's all insane, Susan. So that's... <laughs> you do? Absolutely. I, I think it's, oh, I think it's a fine idea. Uh, Why not? Okay. Why not? All right, Susan. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. People are actually agreeing with this guy. I Personally, I don't think this guy was serious. I think it was a stunt. I just think it was a joke that became viral. You know, his dad's on the council. He's out there doing that. I don't know. Uh, Glenn from Evanston says that, that this chicken guy is missing a few nuggets from his box. <laughs> okay. Glenn couldn't hold on. All right. All right, more weird news stories. Um, here. Here we go. We did another food story here. Uh, McDonald's, despite what you've heard, our burgers decompose. Uh, so if you if you 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 know that you've seen this story where the the woman had a uh, a 24 year old McDonald's hamburger in a bag in her closet and she took it out and showed it on on video and it still looked like a regular hamburger it not it not decomposed and I know that a few other people have um, have done that experiment too with like a Big Mac or something leaving it out for a, a very long period of time and watching it and it doesn't decompose. So McDonald's had to make a statement. <laughs> uh, have you heard the one about McDonald's hamburgers that won't rot? There's even a guy who's laid claim to a decades old Mickey D's burger that magically hasn't disintegrated. It seems McDonald's itself is tired of this story, which has almost reached urban legend status. The global fast food chain issued a statement this week titled Response to Myth that McDonald's Burgers Do Not Decompose. Uh, somebody wants to talk about the chicken wing story again. Here's Beth. Go ahead, Beth. 
Hi, Nick. I just wanted to say, why can they say they can say boneless wings, well, then they can't say buffalo wings either. Uh, why would they not say buffalo wings? Well, because if they're going to not say boneless wings, because buffaloes don't have wings. Poor Jessica Simpson. Uh, listen, Beth, it's called buffalo wings because it came from the city of Buffalo. That's why they're called buffalo wings. Right, but ironically, boneless wings. Okay. Bone in the breath. All right. Thanks, Beth. 312 981 um. So in a in a in a short missive, they they may have uh, been sparked by a recent TikTok video of a woman showing off what sa- what she says are a McDonald's hamburger and fries combo from 1996, and she describes them as quote completely intact. Entertain your brain with the cool. Oh, this is that's a pu- there's a there's a commercial right there. Um, the video which was posted by. Uh, a uh, 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 online person there has more than a half million likes, which was likely more than enough to bring it to McDonald's attention. CNET reached out to got CNET got involved. CNET reached out to uh, to McDonald's and will update if we hear back. In the right environment, our burgers, like most other foods, could decompose. The company said. McDonald's then talked about the certain conditions required for food to get moldy and rot, specifically the presence of uh, significant moisture. Look closely. The burgers you are seeing are likely dried out and dehydrated, and by no means the same as the day they were purchased, McDonald's noted. Uh, The company said it doesn't use preservatives or fillers in its beef patties. The legend of the immortal burger has been debunked, but there are still legitimate concerns about nutrition and fast food consumption. So uh, there you go. All right, they do decompose. It's such a—it's so ridiculous that McDonald's actually had to make a statement. I love that CNET actually contacted McDonald's as a response to this story. Uh, we have a CNET correspondent on our show once a month named Ian Schur. Um, and it, and CNET is a CNET is a is a is a fantastic website and a, and a great news website, and they cover the tech world beautifully. The fact that they got involved and they asked McDonald's to comment about the fact that their hamburgers won't rot. I worked at McDonald's back in the uh, in the early '80s. I've never tried to see if a a burger will rot, though. So it's a it's very weird. But it became like a you know like anything on the internet, it became like a sensation. The video became like a heat viewed big sensation. So. Uh, another food piece of news here. This isn't necessarily weird, but it's uh, upsetting a lot of people. Uh, you a fan of Taco Bell? I absolutely love Taco Bell. Yeah, it's not Mexican food, but it's good. no, it's not. But it's 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 good when you're up late and hungry. Yeah, no, I love I love Taco Bell. I love it. But Taco Bell is eliminating five more items from their menu, marking the second time in less than three months that it has overhauled its selection. What what were the other ones that they got rid of? They did like the uh, the nacho fries for a while. Those were promotional, and then they got rid of them. Yeah, well, sometimes they just do the seasonal stuff. A lot of yeah. fast food. Beginning November fifth, Taco Bell will be dropping Mexican pizza, pico de gallo, and shredded chicken from the menu. People are not happy about the Mexican pizza being dropped. That's been around for forever, too, right? Well, people love it. Yeah, I've... and and they, I mean the outcry has been no, well. It's the internet, so there's going to be a lot of you know you know ridiculous stuff posted about it. But people are really upset. People are very very upset about the Mexican pizza. Three one two nine eight one seven two hundred. If you're a fan of Taco Bell, and who isn't? 
Are you upset that they got rid of the Mexican pizza? So they got rid of the Mexican pizza, pico de gallo, uh, shredded chicken. But Taco Bell assures fans on Thursday that this is the final time this year that they will change its menu and the removals will make room for new innovations. Last month, Taco Bell got rid of about a dozen items, including the seven-layer burrito. They got rid of the seven-layer burrito? Super unfortunate. I really uh, like that one. Nacho Supreme? They got rid of the Nacho Supreme? Uh, and the Beefy Fritos Burrito. I really like the Beefy Frito Burrito. Yeah, the Fritos actually. inside there added a lot to it. Have you seen the new one? It's the Grilled Cheese Burrito? Yeah, I've seen it. I love that. I love um, that. The company explained in July that this was necessary to create a more efficient Taco Bell experience during the pandemic. Uh, Several restaurants, including McDonald's, have eliminated a number of items as a way uh, to shed complexities and costs and push simpler and more popular items at a time when conserving cash is crucial for restaurant operators. That makes sense. Um, As for the latest round of changes, Taco Bell... Uh, claimed that there were several other reasons why it was uh, saying adios to these five items. Getting rid of the Mexican pizza, for example, is part of the company's eco-friendly commitment. Packaging for the item amounts to more than 7 million pounds of paperboard per year. It's replacing pico de de gallo with diced tomatoes. The removal of shredded chicken means three chicken items, shredded chicken soft taco, the shredded chicken burrito, and the shredded chicken quesadilla melt will disappear in the fall. In their place, Taco Bell will add a tropical ice drink called Dragon Fruit Freeze and a chicken chipotle melt. Uh, Taco Bell, owned by Yum Brands, last month said that many of its restaurants will completely be overhauled. Its newest design emphasis is on the drive through and limits human interactions because it's more suitable during the coronavirus era. So uh, how do you feel about the... Uh, Getting rid of some of these menu items, the Mexican pizza. Mexican pizza was a very popular menu item. So uh, 312-981-7200, seven-layer burrito, gone. Nacho Supreme's gone. Beefy Fritos uh, burrito, gone. Um, And, uh, yeah, so they're going to replace it with they've got a nice dragon fruit drink. And um, dragon fruit freeze and a chicken chipotle melt will be added to the menu after getting rid of so many menus items already. Where do you stand on this? 312-981-7200. You upset? Taco Bell, Mexican pizza, gone, and more. All right, we got other weird news stories that we're going to talk about. we got a break for the news, and then after the news, we go to Carson Comedy Classics, and we'll get a visit from the great Karnak the Magnificent, right here on 720 WGN. Nick DeGilio here on 720 WGN, and we are live in the uh, Skyline studio here, and we're here until um, 4 o'clock. We're going to be talking about some... We, our regular Friday features, we're going to do You Big Dummy, but the other ones we're not doing because uh, Tom is off. Um, uh, so we're going to do some unbelievable weather records. We're talking about real news stories that are very, very strange um, and much more. But right now, after the 2.30 news, we always play some classic comedy from the Johnny Carson Show. And uh, you can watch the Johnny Carson show every night on Antenna TV. 
And one of my favorite bits that Johnny used to do was uh, Karnak the Magnificent. It was my favorite. I still have some weird uh, stories, news stories that we can get to and we can discuss. 312-981-7200. Another food-related uh, a food-related story. Um, Coca-Cola with coffee is going to hit shelves in January. Uh-huh. Uh, so what do you, how do you feel about that? Do you want Coca-Cola with your coffee? Do you want coffee in your Coca-Cola? Seems weird to me. Uh, Coca-Cola with coffee will come in three flavors, dark blend, vanilla, and caramel. Coca-Cola on Friday introduced its latest attempt to fuse its signature soft drink with coffee in three different flavors. Coca-Cola with coffee will hit U.S. shelves in January with double the amount of caffeine in a 12-ounce serving than traditional Coca-Cola. Double the amount of caffeine. So I guess uh, I guess Coca Cola is looking for their own Jolt soda. Um, it will be available in three flavors of Brazilian coffee. That's dark blend, vanilla, and caramel. This is a truly unique hybrid innovation that will pioneer a new category we're calling refreshment coffee," said Jade Keep Kipe. Uh, Jade Deep Kipe, vice president of Coca Cola Trademark. Um, Coca-Cola with coffee is a product that is meant to be tried because when you take that first sip, you realize that there's nothing quite like it. It sips like a Coke and it finishes like a coffee. That does not sound pleasant to me. Um, though the drink won't be available until next year, the company is offering members of its insiders club advanced access to it. There's an insiders club for Coke. Coca-Cola first piloted a version of the drink in Japan in 2018 and expanded it to other markets in Australia, Brazil, Vietnam, Turkey, and Italy, tweaking the formula and packaging to suit local tastes. Um, This is not the first time that the company has tried to combine its classic Coke flavor with coffee. In 2006, it launched coca-cola black but pulled it from shelves in 2008 after very low sales uh anyway so what how do you feel about this coca-cola with coffee double the amount of caffeine than a regular coke now i haven't had caffeine since 2003 i gave up caffeine like 17 years ago so i mean obviously i would not have tried this but are you adventurous enough to try coca-cola with coffee 312-981-7200 so uh Let's see. Here's Chris on WGN. Hello, Chris. Hey, Nick. Yeah. Hey, I would never try it. Okay. Um, the other day I seen Jägermeister was offering a cold coffee. So I wonder if this is going to be a new trend. Wait, coffee and Jaeger? Absolutely. That's disgusting. Cold brew Jägermeister coffee. Oh, no. No, no, no. That's no. why I said I wonder if this is going to be a new craze now. Yeah, might be. Um, the story I was going to tell you, it was on the, I think the news, the GN news this morning or yesterday, uh, an Australian man comes home to find two eight-foot pythons fell through a ceiling. They fell through a ceiling? Oh, yeah, I did hear about that story. These things were 50 pounds each. God. And he's like, he has no idea how they got there. Can you imagine having two pythons fall through your ceiling that are eight feet long and you never heard of the sound? Yeah. Five, uh, okay, but that's 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 a crazy that's that's crazy. This is why you don't live in Australia. I got a hard enough time living here. Yeah, I mean, well, Australia has the most insane animals on the planet. 
and the weirdest attacks too. And they're all out. Uh, they're all free to roam around. I mean, it's Australia's Australia is an insane place. Nah, I'd rather just see it on TV. Yeah. Well, the way they, uh, the way uh, that they, um, uh, the way they cover the they cover the uh, the weather, it, it, or not the weather, but the, uh, the 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 stuff that they do in in Australia is nuts. I mean, you and hear they act it, like it's run of the mill, like it's oh, doesn't this happen everywhere? Yeah, no, it doesn't. All right, thanks, Chris. Yeah. All right, Nick. All right. Um, God, a giant, two giant pythons in your house. Absolutely terrifying. Fifty pounds, he said, too. Yeah. Right? I, again, you know, these stories that come out, these stories about all the crazy, insane animals and creatures that live in Australia, it shouldn't be surprising to anybody. Because if the crazy, I mean, it's, it, the, the, the wildlife in Australia is nuts. Oh, yeah. It's nuts. There's like those huge spiders that are like carnivorous and stuff. I yeah. don't know. I could never yeah, do the, it. The best part of Australia is that they film the Mad Max movies there. Absolutely. That's the, that's the best part of Australia. Oh, yeah. How about a high-flying drone dropping weed over Tel Aviv? <laughs> a drone dropped packets of what looked like cannabis over a main square in Tel Aviv on Thursday after activists seeking to legalize the drug in Israel promised free weed from the air on social media. <laughs> Police said that they arrested two men who operated the quadcopter uh, that flew over Rabin Square, a site often used for street protests and political rallies. The time has come, the Green Drone pro-legalization group said on its Telegram web message messaging channel. Is it a bird? Is it a plane? No, it's the Green Drone sending you free cannabis from the skies. In a statement, police said that they suspected the baggies were filled with a dangerous drug, quote-unquote, and that officers managed to recover dozens of them. Uh, photos distributed by the police showed what appeared, appeared to be cannabis inside. A news website which carried photos of uh, the drone dropping the packet, said passer, passers-by took some of them before police arrived. Footage showed people walking through busy traffic to pick up packets that had fallen on the road. <laughs> Currently, medical use of cannabis is permitted in Israel, while recreational is illegal but largely uh, decriminalized. And uh, in May, Israel uh, gave approval for exports of medical can- uh, cannabis, paving the way for sales abroad, that the government expects to produce hundreds and millions of dollars in revenue. So you got a, a drone flying over Tel Aviv dropping weed. That's another weird news story. I love the fact that people were walking through traffic to pick up bags of it. Yeah. All right. That's a good one. All right. Uh, yeah, dropping weed out of the sky. So. That just seems like a waste to me. Yeah. Well, there you go. Well, I mean, it wasn't a waste for a few people. Yeah, I mean, I guess they got some enjoyment out of it. Good for them. Some weed. (laughs) So, weed falling out of the sky. Yet another weird news story. We'll continue with a few more weird news stories. uh, And then we've got You Big Dummy coming up after three. And some unbelievable weather uh, records that we're going to discuss. Anytime you want to jump in, it's 312-981-7200. If you ever had a couple of 50-pound pythons fall through your ceiling. (laughs) There you go. All right, I got some weather for you. For today, a small craft advisory is in effect until 1 p.m. from Calumet Harbor to Michigan City with 5 to 8-foot waves possible and an occasional 10-foot wave also possible. Uh, High pressure leads to a sunny Friday, comfortable with low humidity, seasonably warm highs in the low 80s. A few scattered clouds overnight, breezy, a low near 60 in the city, but closer to 50 away from the city and the lake shore. Tomorrow, Saturday, mostly sunny, breezy, slightly more humid, high in the low 80s. Um, and an increase in clouds overnight, 
low in the mid-60s. Sunday, mostly cloudy. Chance of showers or thunderstorms developing by sunrise. Best chance for morning rain, but scattered showers could remain through the afternoon and evening and a high around 80. For Monday, which is Labor Day, partly sunny, breezy, warmer, high in the mid-80s. Chance for some scattered afternoon thunderstorms um, and uh, mostly cloudy overnight with scattered showers. Tuesday, scattered showers, thunderstorms become more widespread during the evening and overnight hours. Uh, Continued warm with a high in the low 80s, uh, scattered showers overnight for Tuesday. And for Wednesday, scattered showers and thunderstorms, mostly cloudy, much cooler, high in the mid-70s. Cloudy overnight, showers are likely. It'll be cooler overnight with a low in the mid-50s. Currently 63 degrees at Midway, 61 at O'Hare, and 65 at the lakefront. Okay, got more, uh, some strange news stories that we're going to go through. And then uh, after 3 o'clock, we'll have only you, Big Dummy, this week for our Friday features. And uh, we'll talk about unbelievable weather records that you will not believe. Uh, If you want to jump in at any time, it's 312-981-7200-312-981-7200. All right. Hey, it's Nick DeGilio on 720 WGN. Uh, we are live in the Skyline studio here until 4 o'clock. Uh, after 3 o'clock, we are going to do You Big Dummy, but uh, the other Friday features uh, will not be happening. Tom is off. Uh, Brendan is filling in, and uh, so we'll get back to the regular. All the regular Friday features will be coming back next week, but we are going to talk about some unbelievable weather records and some crazy weather. And we've had a lot of crazy weather. Uh, and also the news is next from the Northwestern Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. All right, we've been just going through some very weird news stories. Um, how about this one? Either the world has gone crazy or those new apple cider donuts are really, really, really great. They have apple cider donuts now at uh, Dunkin'? They do. They are really pretty good. A group of teen girls in New Jersey reportedly became abusive toward the manager of a Dunkin'. By the way, they are now, they're, they're just called Dunkin' now. Yeah, there is no Dunkin'. There's no donuts. more Dunkin' it's Donuts. Because they want, they want people to think that there's a lot more going on than just donuts. Um, I think they're mostly, but I, you know, it's, it's, I think they're, you know, obviously they're known for their donuts. and uh, But I think the thing that people like the most about Dunkin' is their coffee. The dollar iced coffee from two to three. Well, they love the they love the coffee. Yeah, the coffee's really good. Yeah, I mean, I haven't had coffee in years, but I used to live near Dunkin' Donuts, and I had I, I live near Dunkin' Donuts right now. Actually, I've worked at both Starbucks and uh, Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, have you? Yeah, so I've got best of both worlds there. I see. Um, this was in Montclair, New Jersey, after their request for free donuts was refused, according to the Montclair, <laughs> according to the Montclair uh, Police Department. When they were told to leave, the girls, who, by the way, were not wearing masks, then assaulted the manager and attacked two customers during this August 26th uh, incident. One female assaulted the manager while another attempted to get behind the counter. Uh, they uh, made this statement, and it was obtained by Newsweek. So Newsweek got a hold of this story. Two customers observed the altercation and attempted to intervene. The females reportedly attacked the customers before fleeing towards Church Street. 
You don't get, you know, they came in, no masks, asking for free donuts. That's rude. Get Absolutely out. Absolutely ridiculous. I got a bagel with cheese thrown at me through a drive through window when I worked at Dunkin' Donuts. Why did they throw a bagel with cheese? Because yeah. I worked the night shift, and in oh, the morning. There you go. In the morning, she came through, ordered a sausage, egg, and cheese bagel or whatever. Yeah. Without cheese. She then came back with the bagel from 8 o'clock in the morning. I had her a seat. She handed it to me after she threw me the bagel. And it was the bagel bread with the cheese still stuck to it. And she whipped it at me through the drive through window, wanting her money back from something that she bought six or seven hours. In People are previous. nuts. Absolutely. They're also nuts in the drive through I used to work at McDonald's. I worked at drive through a few times. You always get you always get loons in the drive through. Drive through is like the worst experience I've had. Well, that's all people are having right now. Yeah. Can't. But so, what, what what Dunkin' Donuts did you work at? I worked at the Dunkin' on out in um, Woodridge. It was sixty third and Hobson. It was attached to a BP gas station. So, yeah, that's the same. That's it's not a yeah. It's a BP by my mm-hmm. apartment. They have those partnerships all over. Yeah, it's a it's a Dunkin' Donuts and a Subway. Inside the uh, gas station. Now, that's impressive. That's a lot going on in that that's, gas station. Uh, yeah, that's like blocks away from my apartment. So, uh, all right, whipping uh, whipping uh, some donuts at people. Attacking because they refuse to get free donuts. <laughs> free donuts? What, what do you expect? You're going to get asked to leave. I've not had the apple cider donut, though. Sounds pretty good. Jeez, I can't remember the last time I had a donut. Been a long time. All right, how about this? An archery hunter was killed by an enraged elk on Sunday when he went in search of the animal. Mark David of Hillsboro, Oregon, had reportedly injured the bull elk on Saturday with a bow and arrow while hunting on private property near Trask Road in Tillamook, Oregon. But the 66-year-old could not kill the 5 by 5 animal that day and also failed to find it before nightfall, so he decided to search the injured bull, search for the injured bull the next morning, according to Oregon State Police. David and the property owner went out around 9.15 a.m. on Sunday in search of the animal. David and the... Uh, 9.15, after locating the elk, the victim tried to kill it again, but the injured animal attacked him and gored him in the neck with its antlers. The landowner attempted to help David, uh, but he sustained fatal injuries and died. Oregon State Police said. The police added that after an investigation, the elk was killed and its meat was donated to Tillamook County Jail. So, uh, that's payback. You shoot an elk with an arrow, and then the next day, the same arrow stuck in the elk, and the elk comes back and then kills you. Vengeance. Yeah. Full, full-on vengeance. Yep. Kills your friend, too. This is a... Don't mess around with it. Don't mess this around. This is why I don't go hunting. Well, no. No. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a ridiculous story. Ridiculous story. Chock full of them today. Yeah. I still am uh, thinking about how crazy it is in Australia. Uh, so many of these insane stories. I mean, this came out of Oregon, and Oregon's a weird place, too. My ex-wife lives in Oregon. Um. But, yeah, I mean, you know, you get gored to death by the animal that you actually shot an arrow into the the previous day. That is is a testament of willpower to that animal that stayed alive just to get back at him. How about this? In another incident, an Arkansas hunter was killed after a deer that he shot 
and thought was dead, allegedly got back up and attacked him. What? The incident happened in October of 2019 at around 6.30 p.m. on a hunt in Yelver near Fayetteville. The victim, identified as Thomas Alexander, was an experienced hunter who had lived in Yelville, 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 Arkansas. Uh, According to Keith Stevens, a spokesperson for the Arkansas Game and Fish Commission, the 66-year-old, it's bad, the other guy was 66, too. I guess you just don't go hunting when you're 66. It's probably a bad idea. He was using a muzzle loader when he shot the buck. He apparently went over to the buck, and it got up and attacked him, Stevens added. Alexander reportedly called his wife and rushed, was rushed to a nearby hospital uh, at Baxter Regional Medical Center in Mountain Home at approximately 8 p.m., where he was declared dead. Hospital authorities shared that Alexander had puncture wounds, but it was not sure that if he died from the animal attack or had other medical conditions. Um, a spokesperson stated, I've worked for the Game and Fish Commission for 20 years, and one of the stranger things that's happened, this is one of the stranger things that's happened. I don't know how long he uh, left it there, but he went uh, up to check out to make sure that it was dead, and evidently it wasn't. It got back up, and he had several puncture wounds on his body. There was a similar incident that happened in Ashley County. There was somebody that got stuck by a buck's antlers. That was about four years ago, and it was pretty significant, but they did survive. The Arkansas Game and Fish Commission also warned other hunters about the timing. When you get up there, be really careful around it because it may not be dead. But if you let them lay there for a while and they don't move, um, he may have done that, but we just don't know. So lesson here is make sure that the deer is dead before you walk up to it because it could kill you. I mean, if you're shooting with a gun, you could always, you know, make sure before you walk up. I guess. Um, But, yeah, there you go. There's the story right there. Archery hunter killed by an enraged elk because he was shot with an arrow the day before. Guy thought a deer was dead, wasn't. Deer killed him. That's uh, that's some uh, revenge for you right there. Okay, those were weird news stories that we've got to uh, here on WGN. And uh, after 3 o'clock, we are going to have a You Big Dummy. I'll jump into You Big Dummy. Uh, but we are not going to have the other uh, Friday features. So uh, we'll get into some uh, the other topic that we're going to jump into here is going to be unusual and unbelievable weather um, incidents. So uh, we, had a te- we had some technical difficulty with the Carson Comedy Classic this morning. But we'll bring that back. Uh, well, I'm not on Sunday night and a Monday morning because of Labor Day. Um, so I'm, uh, I'm, I'm off, and so is Tom. We're off uh, for Sunday night into Monday morning for Labor Day. But we'll be back Monday night into Tuesday morning, and uh, we'll uh, do yet another Carson Comedy Classic then. All right, 312-981-7200. That's the phone number. Um, we got the news coming up, and then uh, it's time for just you, Big Dummy, as part of the Friday features, and then we're going to talk about some insane weather. And that's coming up here. And if you want to join us at any time, it's 312-981-7200. 312-981-7200. Okay, uh, let's get into the newsroom.
right, Nick DeGilio here on 720 WGN. We are live in the Skyline studio here until 4 o'clock. At 4 o'clock, we head over to Bradley Place for our uh, compadres over on the TV side of WGN. Get some early morning news from them. And then I believe John Hansen is in. Yeah, John Hansen is in for Bob Surratt this morning, starting at 5. 312-981-7200 is the phone number if you would like to join us. <clears throat> our regular Friday features will only be one this week. And so uh, we're uh, not doing the other Friday features. Tom is off. And uh, those are all very Tomic, uh, uh, you know, uh, related. I uh, want to thank Brendan for filling in. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. You are very welcome. Thank and, you for having uh, me. Um, we've got uh, this right now. You big dummy. You big dummy. See what you did? Oh, no. You big dummy. You dummy. That's right. It's time again for you, Big Dummy. This is one of our Friday features. We do this every week. Uh, This is when we read real news stories of real dumb people doing real dumb stuff, and then we vote on who's the biggest dummy. By the way, uh, Brendan, um, you vote as well, so listen to the stories. You vote, I vote, and then we have a caller call in for our third vote. So listen to the stories. You're the first person who's going to vote, and then I vote next. do. I'm paying attention now. All right. So that's what it is, and uh, you big dummy. All right, let's begin. Dummy number one, dummy number one, dummy number one. Ah, yes. A student was... Left horrified after he returned to university after the coronavirus lockdown to find his flat had been invaded by pigeons. Uh, Olugawa George Johnson, 20, had to leave his student halls in Nottingham suddenly in March before lockdown. Last week, he received an email saying accommodation workers had found the flat covered in pigeon droppings with eggs in the sink and a chick among his clothes. He added, I had an email saying that staff had heard noises coming from my room, so they went in to check and they found the mess that the pigeons had made. My sneakers were covered in poo and my and my, and in my toaster. I'm just glad I didn't walk in to find it. It would have been horrible. It's an opportunity to buy some new clothes, but it's a shame that some of them are gone. Get lost, dummy. Before this game, you was just a plain dummy. But after the night, you'd be a broke dummy. Dummy number two, dummy number two, dummy number two. After a man ran off with the tip jar at an eastern Pennsylvania pizza shop, investigators didn't have to do a lot of legwork to track him down. Nicholas M. Mark, 22, had just applied for a job at the establishment, leaving his name and contact information, authorities said. Uh, A worker at Pizza Dioro um, told authorities that Mark came to the shop to apply, but at one point snatched the tip jar off the counter and ran outside. 
The worker said he set off in pursuit but backed off when the suspect produced a knife. Authorities said in an affidavit of probable cause. The suspect ran into the woods near the parking lot with the jar, which authorities say contained $220. Boy, that's quite a tip jar. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, that's a real large tip jar. Nice. His backpack was found containing multiple items bearing his name as well as items associated with drugs in the restaurant, authorities said. And since he had applied for the job, the staff also had his name and phone number. The pizza shop employee and other witnesses picked Mark out of a photo lineup. Uh, he was arraigned on Friday at Northampton County uh, with charges of robbery, theft, possession of a weapon, simple assault, and possession of drug paraphernalia. Court records didn't list an attorney. A message uh, seeking comment was left at a number listed for him. So to the dummy with the black mustache. <laughs> What kind of life do you think it is being the father of a young dummy? Dummy number three. Dummy number three. Three. A new uh, a Jersey City man who went into the Hudson River to retrieve a soccer ball Sunday night was rescued by Hoboken police after nearly drowning. Hoboken detectives Louis Rodriguez and Brett Globe responded to Sinatra Park on the waterfront at 5th Street uh, at 7.24 p.m. on a report that a person was in the Hudson River near the soccer field. The 24-year-old who had gone into the water could not be seen, so Rodriguez and Sergeant William Collins retrieved a water bag to help the man once he was located. The water bag is a piece of equipment that has a rope attached and is thrown in to the person in the water, thrown to the person in the water, so that they can hold on and be pulled to safety. Uh, police, fearing that the man was stuck under the waterfront walkway, deployed the bag, and the man was pulled to the boat ramp in front of Blue Eyes Restaurant, where the Hoboken Fire Department uh, assisted him out of the water. The man was in the water for about thirty minutes. The man told police he had swallowed a lot of water. And he was examined at the local hospital. (laughs) Just for a soccer ball. There you go. And for every dummy, there's a dummy. One dummy ain't enough in this house. You got to bring home super dummy. All right. Uh, Let's take a break here. We've got uh, two more dummies to uh, to read about, and then uh, we will vote. And our number is 312-981-7200. You Big Dummy continues after uh, this. Nick DeGilio here on 720 WGN. This is the only one of our regular Friday features that we're going to be doing uh, this week since Tom is off. But uh, we are going to read a couple of more dummy stories and then vote. And then we're going to talk about some really crazy uh, weather stories. And uh, that's what's coming up. And if you want to join us, it's 312-981-7200. And we are going to need a third judge here to pick out the biggest dummy. You big dummy. Continues. 
Dummy number four, dummy number four, dummy four. A Glen County woman has been sentenced to nearly five years in federal prison after pleading guilty to possession of stolen firearms. Uh, Elena Carter, 38, was sentenced to 57 months, followed by three years of supervised release, according to the Department of Justice. She is not eligible for parole. According to court documents and testimony, Carter stole and pawned numerous items from June 2018 to January 2019, including 37 firearms. Elena Carter could be the poster child for demonstrating that theft is the typical route for firearms, making it into the hands of criminals, U.S. Attorney Bobby Christine said uh, uh, for the uh, Southern District of Georgia. And that was in a prepared statement. It's, It's fortunate that she sold these stolen guns to licensed dealers and that vigilant law enforcement officers brought an end to the serial thefts. Court documents reveal that she was illegally in possession of 46 rifles and shotguns. Good God. Shotguns and rifle are in, uh, rifles are in high demand now, uh, says uh, crime safety analyst John, uh, Ken Jefferson. They're flashy, long, and big. They have more range, and people want those. According to the report from ATF in 2019 across the U.S., there were more than 660 rifles and more than 260 shotguns taken during burglaries. The number jumps to more than 3,000 for pistols. Theft of pistols, um, the number is going to be higher because they're easier to steal. People sometimes get careless with them. When you look at the statistics, the majority of handguns that are stolen are stolen out of an automobile, unsecured, or out of a home, unsecured. The records show that she has previous convictions on state charges for burglary, theft by receiving, and theft by deception. Uh, the case was investigated by the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives at the Glen County Police Department. Well, if you and Rollo are going to be in the movie, I got the perfect name for it. Super Dummies. There's something for you right here. Want it. Dummies. Dummy number five. Dummy number five. Dummy five. Look, if you're going to get a tattoo, check, double check, and then check the design again. Tattoos are pretty permanent after all. One man learned this the hard way after getting inked with the words Dream Chaser. Though Dylan Haraway had no complaints about the design as soon as he saw it, he wasn't uh, too pleased to find out that the words were actually backwards. (laughs) Strangely, the 18-year-old hadn't noticed the words were backwards during the two hours it took to do the inking. Dylan claims to have been super happy with the results initially and says he didn't notice the mistake until he met up with a friend. The rapper from Virginia posted a video of the blunder on Instagram where it went viral and garnered more than 2.5 million views. But Dylan doesn't want to reveal the name of his tattoo artist for fear of ruining their reputation. He said, I hadn't been to the shop before, but it was very clean and professional. I thought the tattoo looked great when I first saw it. I didn't notice until my friend told me that it was backwards. I was very angry, and there were a lot of emotions running through me at that time. (laughs) Dylan had wanted the tat for personal reasons. Uh, He added, I got the tattoo because I wanted motivation for me to chase my dreams, and I'm a big fan of the rapper Meek Mill. Dream Chaser means to me that I need to do whatever I need to do to chase my dreams of living the life I've wanted as a kid. (laughs) 
Uh, there's a picture here. I don't know how. I have no idea how this was done. I have no idea how this guy didn't notice. It's ridiculous. It's completely in. in uh, it's completely backwards. It took two hours for this guy to get tattooed. My God. Uh. Won't be long before we'll hear the pitter patter of tiny dummies around the house. All right. We have to vote. So I will do a recap, and uh, we will vote. And whoever has the most votes is the dummy of the week. All righty. Are we ready? Yes. All right. Here's the recap. Um, 312-981-7200. If you're the first one through, you'll become our third vote. You've got the uh, student who left his flat for six months to discover that pigeons have invaded it. Uh, you got a man who snatches a, a, a tip jar after applying for a job with his ID and everything on it. Uh, a man risked his life to save a soccer ball and had to be rescued uh, from the river. We've got the Georgia woman who was sentenced for pawning dozens of stolen guns. And we've got the teenager who gets a massive dream chaser arm tattoo and realizes that it was backwards. All right, Brendan. Who you I'm, I'm torn between the teenager with the tattoo and the guy who stole the tip jar. Because, I don't know, I feel like stealing a tip jar after you go in for an interview is just bad, so I'm going to go with the tip jar guy. You're going with the tip jar guy. Going tip jar, Mark. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to need a deciding vote so because uh, I'm, not, I'm not going with the tip jar guy. Uh, uh, 312-981-7200. Call right now. First person through will be our third voter. Um, uh, the, the tip jar is good, though. The tip jar is good. Uh, the guy jumping into the uh, Hoboken River. To steal just to get a, a soccer ball is also good, but I'm going with the idiot who got the backwards tattoo. Yeah, I I was torn between that one yeah. too. So three one two nine eight one seven two hundred. You got to be our deciding vote. Call right now three one two nine eight one seven two hundred. Your choices are first person through. So call right now. Phones are open three one two nine eight one seven two hundred. Be our third vote. You got the guy who snatched the tip jar after applying for a job. Or you got the idiot who got a massive dream chaser arm tattoo and then realized it's backwards. All right, uh, we'll get you on the air here and you'll vote. And uh, okay, are we ready? Do we have our? Do we have our caller? All right, uh, Terry. It's either the guy who uh, took the tip jar or the uh, idiot who got the dream chaser tattoo backwards. It it was a real push, Nick. One of the most competitive weeks in a long time. But I gotta go tip jar. Going tip jar. All right. All right. Tip jar. Thank you, Terry. All right. The guy who stole the tip jar is the winner. He's the dummy of the week. There you go. All right. Thank yeah. you. And by the way, Terry. by the way, I think one of the reasons why I was leaning more towards the dream chaser is because the picture. Yeah, I saw that. I mean, picture. the tattoo is ridiculous. It's absolutely. I, that's. It, it's, it's. I don't even know how. He, how did that happen? If it, it's, a, it's a two-hour tattoo job. How do you not realize that halfway? I guess if you realize it halfway through, there's nothing you can do about it, though. I guess. I mean, but I, I saw some pretty bad tattoos on my last time I was going to get tattooed. This guy next to me had like a bunch of dumb ones. Oh, I've seen some really stupid oh, tattoos. Man. Some real bad ones. I like I like the people that have tattoos of tattoo from uh, Fantasy Island. Mm-hmm. Those are 
I've 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 seen like lists of silly and I I've seen stuff like that. Oh, there's been some really. I mean, there have been horrible. I think there's like websites dedicated to bad oh, tattoos. There's, there's, there's like a ton Reddit t- things, websites. Yeah. How many tattoos? Yeah, I have eight. I did three professionally, and I did four on myself, five on myself. You tattooed yourself? Yeah. Wow. I could show you after the show. They're all on my ankles. They're on your ankles. Yeah, I did a uh, self tattoos on my ankles. Isn't that a painful place to get it's a tattoo? It's absolutely painful. And uh, we did stick and poke. So we use like tattoo ink and we tie the needle to a dull pencil and you do it by hand. Good Lord. I actually, you know what? For being by hand, they turned out pretty dang good. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'll show you after the show. I don't have any tattoos. Okay. Yeah. I uh, I can't stop. It's. No, I know. I, I, I know people who are like, I dated a girl who had like a. Yeah. And a, 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 almost every girl I've dated has had a tattoo. Nothing wrong with them. Yeah, uh, my two wives had tattoos. Uh, a lot of the girls that I've dated—I mean, a, a lot of the girls I've dated had tattoos. Yeah, one, of them, one of them had a lot of tattoos. So, hmm? yeah, I—I I was just never—I was never, never urged enough body. to get it. No, no, I'm not into it on myself. I like it on other people. You know, yeah, it, like, it's it, hard because you have to make that permanent, long-term. This is forever decision. Yeah. And luckily, I got my first one when I was 18, and I don't regret it. I haven't regretted any of mine yet. So, There are some people who have had some of them covered up. Yeah. Like, one of my favorite tattoo stories, like tattoo mistake stories, involves Johnny Depp. Yeah? Yeah. Johnny Depp, as you know, he's tatted. He's, 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 got, he's, got, he's got a lot of ink. Mm-hmm. Um, he um, used to date Winona Ryder. Yes. And so he got, on his, on his, uh, sh- on his arm, he mm-hmm. got uh, Winona Forever. And then he went in and had it uh, had it changed to Wino forever. <laughs> That's a good one. I mean, if you're no, going to do great. a cover-up. Yeah. It's great. Wino it forever. So he's got a tattoo on his arm that says Wino forever. That's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, uh, I've seen some good cover-ups where the, the ink and uh, the tattoo design before just scrunch together. Your body changes. So yeah. it's not always a, a bad tattoo. It's just sometimes the tattoo just gets messed up. Yeah. So... All right. Uh, hey, if you want to join us, it's 312-981-7200. We are going to be... Have you ever been in really crazy weather situations? You know, like a hurricane or a tornado or stuck in a blizzard or something like that. Uh, like extreme and weird and crazy uh, weather situations. Have you ever been in any of those and how'd you get through that? Because we've got stories here um, about unbelievable weather records that we're going to talk about here. And some of these are just are just crazy. Um, so weather can get weird. We all know that. I mean, especially living in this city. Anybody who lives in Chicago knows the weather can get really crazy here, uh, whether it be winter, spring, summer, or fall, where there's always something crazy that could possibly happen in Chicago, uh, the weather. So, But, yeah, I want to hear from you. 312-981-7200. If you've ever been through a pretty crazy weather situation, uh, and uh, we'll take your phone calls and talk about them. And I got some uh, crazy uh, weather records here that we're going to share as well. Weather gets crazy, but that's why we love Tom Skilling. That's why Tom Skilling rules. He's the best. Uh, any uh, crazy weather situations, call us at 312-981-7200. We got the news here and then more crazy weather stories right here on WGN. Some people stay far away from the door If there's a chance of it opening up They hear a voice
voice in the hall outside. All right. Nick DeGilio here on 720 WGN. Uh, we are live in the Skyline studio here until 4 o'clock. Uh, regular Friday features will return. The uh, other regular Friday features will return next week because uh, Tom is off this morning. Um, so his mother is in town, and he's going to spend a nice long Labor Day weekend with her. So uh, that should be fun. I want to thank Brendan for sitting in uh, this morning. Um, and this is your first show that you've produced. Yeah, uh, first show without any help. First so show without any help. All right. We are trial by fire here, and I think it went. Yeah, it's good. Right. It's good. At least on my end. You did great. Well, th- thanks, man. Uh, so we, we're here till four o'clock. Three one two nine eight one seven two hundred is the phone number. Uh, after four o'clock, we head over to the TV side uh, over on Bradley Place, and we get that we get an hour of the early morning news from them. And then I believe John Hansen is filling in for uh, Bob Surratt this morning. Yeah, so John Hansen will be on at five. Three one two nine eight one seven two hundred. Have you ever been through a crazy uh, weather situation? Uh, and so we want to hear about it. Three one two nine eight one seven two hundred. If you've ever been through something really crazy weather wise, um, so call us up. We want to hear your stories. Three one two nine eight one seven two hundred. So I've got uh, some unbelievable weather records here that we're going to go through, and uh, meteorologists observe more than just rainfall and temperatures. Weather records dating all the way back to the 19th century show measurements that don't even seem possible, like the world's largest snowflake. Others, like the world's biggest hail, are just mind-blowing for their sheer size. Here are some weather records that you might not know about that might blow your mind. So, uh, 312-981-721, have you ever been through some crazy weather? I remember my parents and I went camping. Can't remember where it was. I want to say it might have been Indiana. We went camping, and um, a tornado touched down like in the, in the county... N- next to the one that we were in but it went over our i remember we 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 had a tent and you know we we, the tornado was coming got really got really dark it's like what bill paxton says in twister she's turning green (laughs) which was also a great choice for that movie bill paxton uh, oh well he was the best yeah he was the best, and, and also Philip Seymour Hoffman's in that movie too. Oh like my two, God, I forgot about two him guys who passed away at way too young. Oh yeah, absolutely. Speaking of tornadoes, we got a caller who wanted to talk. Oh, about Oh, cool. All right, here's Mike on WGN. Hey, Mike. How you doing, Nick? All right, what's up? This was probably uh, 1998. I was a high school. I was a reporter at a paper in Sterling, Illinois, covering a uh, Sterling, a Illinois. Sterling, area. Sterling, Illinois. That's where our friends run the Midway Drive-in. Yes, it is. Yeah, yes, it is. Uh, Mike and me occurs. I was, in, I was in Erie, which is maybe twenty-five miles west of there, and uh, the tornado sirens go off, and so they they herd all the kids into the into the cafeteria. Well, I don't want to go in there because it's, it's going to be madness because it's just it's looking really bad. Yeah, so I, I go and sit in my, I go and sit in my car, and in front of my car is the baseball field where they're doing the shot put and the discus, and behind that there's a tree line. And I'm sitting there for 15 minutes or so. The windows steam up because it's so humid. I wipe the wind the windshield off, and behind that tree line, you can see the tornado just kicking up all kinds of debris. Oh, that's and scary. That's so scary. Well, they say, you can't out- outrun a tornado. Yeah. I, I outran a tornado. I don't think I ever drove so fast in my life. I, I, I 
maybe once or twice. I drove over 100 miles an hour just for a brief distance. I probably drove 100 miles an hour on a pretty straight stretch of highway for about eight miles just to get away from it. Yeah. And uh, fortunately, the tornado wasn't going towards the school. It was going north rather than east where the school was. Yeah. But it did take out a couple of houses, and it knocked a train off some railroad tracks into a uh, and an engineer ended up dying because he. Oh. Uh, but uh, it was. And where was this? Really, and where was this again, Mike? Erie, Illinois. Oh, okay. Which is about maybe twenty miles west of uh, west of Sterling. Okay. But uh, wow. I remember thinking, well, I think I can outrun this tornado, and I just, I just bugged out. I just got that's, out of there. That, that's almost like something right out of the movie Twister. Yeah, this, I think it was maybe a little before Twister came out. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, but it, but it, it sounds like something they would get. But actually, in, in Twister, they were going towards the storm. Yeah, storm chasers. Because they were yeah, storm chasers. I, That's right. <laughs> that's I, I, a, bailed and went, I bailed and went the other direction. Yeah, I don't blame you. I don't blame you, Mike. Wow, that's a scary story. I'm glad you were okay. Yeah, I'm glad I am, too. Okay. Thanks, All right, thanks, Mike. 312-981-7200. Wow, that's scary. Yeah, I couldn't. I I could not imagine being in a storm that bad. Well, we were like I like I was saying this was in I think it was in Indiana and it was in the seventies. And uh, my parents and I were camping. We were in a tent, and then we heard that there was a, like a tornado, and the sky got real dark, and it, and it was scary. And mm-hmm. so we didn't want to. So we got in the car, and um, and it started to get really crazy. But it went right. I remember looking. I was sitting in the back seat, laying in the back seat, looking out the the window in the back. And it went right over our car. Oh, man. Like, it passed right over the car. Ooh, scary. It, and it touched down in the county next to oh, where we were. okay. Yeah. I mean, it didn't touch down where we were, but it yeah, went, but, but it passed it, us. It, it went passed, right, it yeah. right past you. Oh, my God. I it was had, so uh, scary. I had an experience. I used to go camping up in Michigan a lot. Yeah. And uh, with the Boy Scouts, we went on the USS Silversides yeah. the Navy sub. Yeah, yeah. One year, it was such a bad thunderstorm. Lightning hit the Transformer. Ooh. That's next, like the the transformer that's near the boat, yeah, yeah. and so it exploded naturally yeah. and knocked me, my dad, and my younger brother all backwards because we were standing real close to it, like watching the oh, storm. Oh man! And it knocked all of us back, and we were just like, "What the heck?" Like, yeah, it was. It was. It, you could scary. feel that in like your chest, like it that's just scary through you. Uh, you know, w- when lightning strikes, it's loud. It's loud. Like I, you know, we had a we had a, a pretty crazy uh, storm. Well, that really crazy storm that we just had, where everybody was out, uh, the power was out, um, you know, for a, for a long time, and um, so, uh, but the, there was a lightning strike not very far from my apartment, and it was the loudest thing I had ever heard. It scared the hell out of me. It was the loudest thing I ever heard, and that was like that that crazy storm that we had uh, a few months back that knocked out so much power and and. Um, there was so much rain and so much damage, and, and uh, especially in Rogers Park, where the trees were, you know, a, t- a tornado touched down in Rogers Park and ripped up a bunch of trees, and that was a really scary storm, really scary. Uh, so we're talking weather-related uh, stuff that you've been through. Here's Trucker Rich. Go ahead, Rich. Hey, Nick. How you doing? All right. I live I live out in Rochelle, which you know is east of uh, Sterling and Dixon. But yeah, yeah. I think it was. 2014 or 15 when that tornado ripped through there and wiped out that little town oh now i going brain dead can't think of yeah uh fairfield where it just wiped it off the map yeah and that 
that thing was just, it didn't go a straight line. It was just zigzagged all over, and it was about a quarter mile from our the subdivision I live in. Yeah. And all of us drunk, well, I wasn't drunk, but half the neighborhood was out there drinking, and we're standing there watching a tornado whip around, you know, and it's like, yeah, right, you know, what are we doing out here? And then last spring, yeah. the tornado sirens went out, and we all met out in the same parking lot and was watching the storms. Yeah. 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 Uh, but, yeah. I, I, yeah. That's pretty crazy. That's pretty crazy. As soon yeah. if if you know, as soon as I would hear like if there was a t- you know like a tornado alarm that would go off or a siren that would go off, that's terrifying. That's just it's absolutely yeah. it's just absolutely terrifying. Yep. So. Well, like when I said, I was in the army and we had went through one in the middle of the night in the woods. That you know where yeah. do you run? You can't see nothing. Or trees are falling, and so it's just yeah. Well, sit back and yep. hang on. Yep. Absolutely. All right, Rich. Thanks. All right. Yep. Oh, okay. bye. There you go. All right. Uh, if you've ever been through a very weird, crazy weather situation, 312-981-7200. Uh, so uh, give us a call. We want to hear from you. 312-981-7200. Hey, speaking of weather, here's what you see, the segue. That's a segue. You're real good at that. Yeah. yeah no, that was yeah. a good one. Yeah, that's why I got a I don't walk me. of fame plaque across the across the river because I do segues like that. Love it. Love it. Um. There's a small craft advisory in effect until 1 p.m. from Calumet Harbor to Michigan City. Possibility of 5 to 8-foot waves, maybe even a 10-foot wave possible. Uh, it's going to be a sunny Friday, comfortable with low humidity, warm uh, up to the about the low 80s, uh, low near 60 tonight with a few scattered clouds. For Saturday, tomorrow, mostly sunny, breezy, slightly more humid, a high in the low 80s, diminishing winds at night, uh, low in the mid-60s. For Sunday, mostly cloudy, chance of showers or thunderstorms developing by sunrise. Uh, the rain, the, the the scattered showers will remain for the afternoon and into the evening, uh, high in the low uh, 80s, and it'll be breezy. Monday, partly sunny. That's, uh, that's uh, Labor Day, Monday. Uh, partly sunny, breezy, warmer, high in the mid-80s. Uh, chance for scattered afternoon thunderstorms or numerous uh, overnight, uh, and then uh, more scattered showers uh, in the, in the, into the morning. For Tuesday, scattered showers, thunderstorms become widespread during the evening and overnight hours, high in the low 80s, uh, scattered showers overnight. And uh, let's see. So Wednesday, uh, scattered showers, thunderstorms, mostly uh, cloudy, much cooler, high in the mid-70s, cooler overnight with a low in the mid-50s. It's currently 63 degrees at Midway, 61 at O'Hare, and uh, 65 at the lakefront. Right here on 720 WGN. All right, have you ever been through some uh, crazy weather situations? Uh, and I've also got some uh, crazy weather records that are amazing. Uh, that's what we're talking about here. Uh, 312-981-7200. All right. Hey, it's Nick DeGilio on 720 WGN. We're live in the Skyline studio here till 4 o'clock, as we are every weekday morning. I am off uh, Monday morning, Sunday night into Monday morning for Labor Day, but we will be back, and Tom will be back. Uh, we'll both be back on um, Monday night into Tuesday morning. 312-981-7200. Uh, apparently, a longtime caller and listener turns 36 this weekend. That's Chris from Greenwood, South Carolina. Happy birthday, Chris, and thanks for listening. Uh, 312-981-7200. Here's Karen on WGN. Go ahead, Karen. Hi. Hi. Um, I I could have several stories, but I just picked this one. Um, I, I'm, 
I'm deathly afraid of them. So I moved to Boston. You're afraid of you're afraid of what, Karen? Tornadoes. Oh, tornadoes. Okay. <laughs> I grew up in Madison, Wisconsin, so I moved uh, out of here. But I'm back here now. So, so um, I'm. You know how they don't always tell you, and then all of a sudden they put out a warning, and they don't yes. tell you. Okay, so so uh, there's nothing going on, but I look out the window, and there's like clouds are just kind of swishing over my head. I thought it was kind of strange, but and then uh, about three minutes later, I put on TV and. They cut in and said a tornado, and this was forming over my head. Just, I don't know if you, well, all your listeners aren't going to know, but, um, you know, it's kind of like Michigan Avenue or a long avenue. Yeah. It set down right in the middle, just came out of nowhere and set down in the middle of the avenue, and then took off with cars in the road, nobody knowing anything, and went all the way about 10 miles. It stayed on the ground right on the street, taking everything along with it. Yeah. People were trying to get out of the way, all, all the way to the next, you know, small town. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, you know, Karen, it's, it's, it's common that tornadoes come out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. I can't tell you how many stories I've heard about uh, people who were uh, uh, confronted with a tornado and it, it, there was no sign of anything beforehand. And then it just came out of nowhere. Karen, thanks for the call. Uh, let's see. Earliest hurricane. An unnamed hurricane in 1938 formed in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean on January 1st. Uh, widest tornado was in 2004 in Nebraska. It reached almost 2.5 miles in diameter at its widest. Largest hailstone. Largest recorded hailstone to fall in the United States dropped on Vivian, South Dakota in 2010. It was eight inches in diameter. Good God. There was a ball of hail? Yeah, eight Eight inches inches in in diameter? diameter? Oh, wow. Because it melted a little before authorities could measure it, it's likely to be even bigger before it initially hit the ground. Previous record for largest hailstone was a seven-inch monster in Aurora, Nebraska. Wow. Wow. I can't. I can't even imagine an eight-inch piece of hail. Heaviest snowfall in Los Angeles, January tenth and eleventh of nineteen forty-nine. Los Angeles saw its most intense blanketing of snow on record, a whopping zero point three inches near the city's center. While it sounds tiny, the sun-soaked city wasn't prepared for even the the downfall. And Los Angeles briefly ground to a halt. Yeah, I spent a Christmas in Nashville. Uh, I, when I was, I was dating a girl whose family lives in Nashville. So we, we went down to Nashville for Christmas and, um, they got a dusting of snow and the whole place went nuts. Like the whole city just kind of shut down. Everybody was just like losing it. And, you know, being from Chicago, I was like, come on, this is nothing, you know, um, you know, the kind of snowfall that we get here in the city. But, uh, I had to like think to myself, well, wait a minute, here's the deal. Uh, they're not prepared for any snow. They don't have salt trucks. They don't have plows. You know, nobody really needs a shovel. You know, it's a shovel snow. There are no, you know, giant piles of salt or anything like that. It was Nashville. So I, I could understand the panicking. But again, you know, being the, the Chicagoan that I am, 
I was like, man, come on. This is nothing. This is absolutely, yeah. You, yeah. Can, you can walk outside in shorts like that here. Yeah, it's nuts. All right, let's see. Here's uh, Corey on WGN. Go ahead, Corey. Hey, like my buddy uh, was playing with his kids out in the forest reserve with a bunch of people, and it got dark out and started raining really hard, and he was yelling for everybody to come back, and his daughter screamed for him, and when he looked over, her hair was standing straight up off her head. Oh, and wow. he just screamed for her to run. Yeah. And he says, and within seconds, there was a lightning strike. She just got yep. out of the way. That well, that, that's the thing, Corey. Like, if lightning is is about to strike, your hair stands up. Like, yeah, the, the, her whole body tingled. Yeah, the the whole the, like all like if you have hair on your arms, straight up, straight yep. up, uh, and 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 her, that's it's crazy, man. It, it makes you think about how powerful and crazy a mother nature can be. You know what I mean? Yeah, her hair was down to her shoulders, so for her to stand straight up, he he knew what was coming. Man, oh man! And he just screamed for her to run. Absolutely! Wow, that's scary, man. That's scary stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Corey. That's scary. Here's a uh, Jim on WGN. Go ahead, Jim. Hey, Nick. How you doing tonight? All right. What's up? Uh, I was on a bike trip with three other guys coming back from Chattanooga, Tennessee, and we're driving down the highway, and all of a sudden it got green. Yep. And the sky kind of changed, and it went kind of cold and windy, and we didn't have no way or no protection. We pulled off the highway by an overpass because we couldn't make it to the next exit. Got up underneath there, and all of a sudden, like if you flicked your fingers, it went nasty. It started raining sideways. The sky turned. Yep. It went from green to black. Yep. And we didn't have anywhere to hide or get out from running anything. We ran up up inside the overpass, got up as high as we could, like to the bottom of the road at the top of the overpass for somewhere to hide. And uh, unbelievable. It blew by. The bridge was shaking. We were up under there. Yeah. Yeah. We were getting hit with hail and rain. Yeah. We got out, we got out of there. It st- it, then all of a sudden it was over. Got on our bikes, started going for the next exit. There were trucks laying over on their sides. Yep. Cars ripped off out of their roots. Unreal. Yeah, no, I mean, and, and it comes, and it's like, like, like I was just saying, and sometimes it just comes out of nowhere. It, it shows up out of nowhere, unbelievably intense, and then goes away. That's, that's a lot of, a lot of these things happen like that. I mean, it's like, you, like, it's the end of the world for 10 minutes and then boom, it's done. So, all right, Jim, thanks, uh, and I'm glad you're okay. Here's, uh, Karen on WGN. Go ahead, Karen. Hi, Nick. Thank you for all you do during the night. Oh, thanks. We had uh, a microburst in 2010, and uh, it sounded like somebody uh, fired a cannon into my house. We have very, very deep old window wells. So I go into the basement. All the glass is broken. Water everywhere. Okay, we had an inch of water all over our basement. Toads. Yes, yes, little toads, big toads everywhere. And I was still finding toads two days later. So this is kind of on a lighter uh, than some of the things that's been happening. But we had toads everywhere. I don't know if they scooped it it, up out of a pond. Well, that's probably what happened. I mean, you know, there there was a a report that a giant tornado... Uh, was uh, uh, it, it touched down in uh, in a body in a big body of water and it, and it started raining frogs. Okay, well, you know then that's true. So what I'm saying is, I don't know who was more surprised at the toads or me. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, <laughs> thanks Karen. Again. All right. See you. God bless. Right. Um, how about the largest snowflake? 
The world's biggest snowflake was reported in Montana, January of 1887, when a rancher described seeing a 15-inch wide flake. What? 15-inch wide 15 flake? 15-inch wide. A, like a foot and a half. Yeah. How about this? Most rainfall in one minute. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. 4th of July, 1956, Unionville, Maryland, an estimated 1.23 inches of rain fell in a minute. That seems oh. like a lot. That is a lot. Yeah, jeez. Oh. In April of 91, a tornado carried a canceled personal check from Stockton, Kansas, to Winnetoon, Nebraska, which is a total of 223 miles. That's crazy. <laughs> Mother Nature is scary. Yeah. and You got to respect it, man. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the highest wave ever observed by a ship was 60.7 feet tall. It was spotted by a British research vessel in the North Atlantic, west of Scotland, in the year 2000. The ocean is the most scary place. Yeah, I, uh, I don't, I'm not, I don't good. Mess I'm with not that. good with water. Don't mess with that. I am not good with water. All right, well, there you go. Some crazy uh, weather stories. I'm glad everybody who went through some of these weather things are, are okay. Serving the great Midwest from Chicago, this is WGN at AM 720 on your radio and on